Welcome to the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin, where to begin, grow, and aspire to become the best stylist you can be. Whether you're thinking about becoming a stylist, opening a salon, or developing your skills as an experienced stylist, the next step of your beauty career starts here. Each week, we'll discuss strategic ways to design, plan, and execute on becoming a stylist that excels behind the chair and above the bottom line. Here's your host, Tracy Franklin. So today we're going to discuss five things that I wish I would have known at the beginning of my career. So let me set the stage for you. I'm 26 years old. I have two kids. I'm a single mom. I just got fired from a job that I had had for seven years and I thought I would always have. It was an early childhood education and I just really loved teaching. I just loved working with kids and I thought that's what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. It wasn't the best paying job, but it gave me the flexibility that I needed to be the kind of mom that I wanted to be to my children. Something like getting fired feels like a huge setback. I mean, it did for me and I would say that it does for most people. But what I think it makes you do is pivot. And I was prepared to do just that when I came across my barber school. It wasn't something I dreamed of doing my whole life. It definitely wasn't the kind of career change and shift that I thought I was going to have in my late 20s. But looking back, I can see this as one of the most pivotal moments in my life. So don't be afraid of those shifts. Don't be afraid to pivot with life because you never know what's ahead. With that being said, one of the first lessons that I had to learn was that clients would leave me and that that would be okay. Clients leave for various reasons and none of them feel good. Some feel better than others, but none of them feel great. One of those reasons is going to be financial. Perhaps you have experienced quite a bit of success and now you are charging more than you used to charge and that is no longer in your client's beauty budget. Or maybe they're experiencing something else financially, like maybe they have had their hours cut at work or maybe their husband has just lost their job. There is a lot of reasons why a client might leave you financially, and that is just something that you have to be prepared for. Another one is schedule conflict. Again, with success creates less accessibility to you. Somebody that requires a ton of flexibility in their schedule, or maybe they just want to be able to call at the drop of a hat and schedule a hair appointment with you, the more successful that you get, the harder that is going to be to do. And some people just don't like that. Some people like to live by the seat of their pants and call on a Saturday and hope to get in. And the more successful you get, the less possible that's going to be. Clients move away. This one's hard because not only are you not going to see them in your salon anymore, but there is zero chance of you running into them in public and giving them a hug or saying hi or catching up. You're going to make incredible connections with your clients. And when they move away, that definitely feels like a loss. So with all these reasons, just make sure that it's not because you stop showing up for them. Clients will leave you if you stop showing up for them. If you stop with the little extras, if you're no longer offering all those little things that make you you, clients are going to pick up on that and they're going to think, okay, this is a level of inconsistency. I'm not happy anymore. I used to really like that neck massage that she gave. She doesn't do that anymore. Maybe she doesn't value me anymore. I'm going to try someone else. Make sure it's not for that. Relationships are formed and it's hard to imagine not seeing that person anymore. I mean, 
I've been to clients' weddings and baby showers. I've been invited to their birthday parties. And I've even made appearances at their parents' funerals. When I say relationships, I mean it. These people become incredibly important and become a very valuable person in your circle. But at some point, they will go and it will be okay. This lesson in particular took me a little bit longer to learn. And that's that I could charge what I'm worth and that my clients would still support me. I had a huge issue with my belief system when I first became a stylist. Growing up in a house that didn't offer a ton of support or encouragement really created this self-persona of not having a ton of value and not being able to add a ton of value to other people's lives. And that really affected me deeply when it came to my worth as a stylist. I was so afraid to raise my prices. I just thought, why would anyone come to me if I charged more? So no matter what I did, no matter what I learned, no matter how many years of experience that I had, until I actually learned the business side of beauty, I would go years without a price increase. Not many people are willing to work years without a raise. My clients knew I stayed educated. They knew I had had experience because they had been coming to me for years. Without a doubt, they knew I was passionate about my craft. But the fear of losing them absolutely paralyzed me. I could not imagine losing even one of my clients. As I started to incorporate the things I learned about the business side of beauty, I raised my prices and I hit my goals again and again and again, each time raising my prices. And I expected them to leave, but so many of them stayed. I think we can all agree that we are living in this hustle mentality. We throw around the word hustle like it's a badge of honor. One thing that I wish I would have known early on in my career is that being booked 10 hours a day, six days a week is not the definition of success. This one really gets me in my feels because as a mother, I missed a lot. I missed a lot of games. I missed a lot of dance practices and a lot of Sunday morning cuddles and pancake breakfasts because I was afraid of losing clients and because I was afraid of making my personal life my most important job, a priority. Turning down clients terrified me. What if they left? What if I couldn't support my kids? It never, ever occurred to me that it was okay to say no to them, that it was okay to take a Saturday off or leave early on a Wednesday. If you're listening to this and this hits home, choose the game whenever you can. You will never look back and be glad. That Susan had fresh highlights for her cruise. (laughs) But you will be sad that you missed your son score the winning goal. Clients respect boundaries, so make sure that you have some. They will surprise you if you let them. Something else that I wish I would have known early in my career is that I didn't have to offer every service ever. In the beginning, I did it all. I did manis and petties and facials. I did updos for prom and makeup for weddings. And I was pretty good at it, but I wasn't great. Turns out I wasn't near as good looking back as I thought I was. And that's because I wasn't enjoying my work. Those were not the services that lit me up like a Christmas tree. When I saw those services on my book, I felt a sense of dread 
in an industry that I was promised would bring me so much joy. And I couldn't understand why. And it's because I thought I had to offer everything. I thought in order to build a healthy clientele, to make the kind of money that I wanted to make, I had to do it all. But it's okay to specialize. It's okay to find your niche and lean into that niche and get really, really good at it and specialize in it. What you enjoy, you will always put more energy into, which means you will get better at it. And then once you get better at it, you can be known for it and then you can charge more for it. You see what's trending here? Find your niche, get better at it, get known for it. And then you are actually having the type of career that sets your soul on fire. At the end of the day, you are creating a more fulfilling career and you're not turning down subpar work. This may be one of the most beautiful lessons I've learned along the way. And that's that community is way better than competition. Stylists empowering other stylists is the norm now, but it hasn't always been that way. It used to be really catty and backbiting, lots of competition for clients and salons poaching other stylists from other salons. That doesn't happen so much anymore. Hoarding knowledge, like we used to be so scared for other people to know what we knew. For some reason, we had this belief that only we knew how to do things a certain way where truth be told, the stylist down the road was doing the same thing as you. You just didn't know it. Stylists putting down other stylists work. It used to feel so cringy when another client would come in that had been to another salon and got a service they didn't like. And all they were doing while they were with me is bashing the other stylist. I knew even back then that that wasn't right. And it wasn't who I wanted to be in this industry. Growing as an educator fueled my decision to do everything I could to be as inclusive as possible. I actually really enjoyed sharing my knowledge with other stylists. And now that we have a social media platform, like I love getting on there and showing how I do something in hopes that it will be something that another stylist can use to better them. I enjoy interacting with other salon owners and supporting one another. You know, maybe somebody submits a resume for my salon, but I don't need anybody. And I feel like they would be a really good fit for the salon down the road. This inter-salon networking is actually really, really smart. I also enjoy opening up my space for stylists and salon owners for educational purposes. Bringing someone into your salon is really expensive, but it's really necessary, but it's also really expensive. So why not open that up for anyone that can come and benefit from it? I found this new lightness, this new meaning of the word community. And in elevating the beauty industry is my mission, and I can't do it alone. I need everyone that I can impact to be on the same page. Now, as a school owner, my relationship with other salons are non-negotiable. They're a must. I have to have the community over competition mindset. And I look forward to deepening these connections and helping my students find the best salon for them. In the beginning of your career, it's going to be a really uncertain time, filled with excitement and anticipation, but it's also going to be filled with anxiety and fear. Choose excitement. Every day, you will know more and the path will become clearer. Until then, just enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin is a Morgan Franklin production. 
Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Editing and post-production by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Tracy and the Aspiring Barber and Beauty Academy? Go to aspirebarberandbeauty.com. 